Hi, welcome to Twinkie Talk, brought to you by the Evening Brothers. <laughs> we are the Evening Brothers, right, and this is sure. Twinkie Talk. Yeah. yeah, I am. I am Brother John. <laughs> I am Brother Lincoln. <laughs> And I am Brother Preston. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I'm keeping that. That's it. We got it. Wow, this is great. Yeah, this is going really smooth. I'm really happy about everything we've decided to do so and, far. Uh, so, Brother John, could you please uh, maybe tell us about what we're going to talk about today? <laughs> yeah, okay. So, we, um, I have chosen uh, our, our movie for this week. We're, we're, I guess, a movie podcast question mark. Um a lot of question marks. This is a real, real episode zero. I feel. Um, but I have chosen uh, to burden you all with the knowledge of the film Q, the Winged Serpent. Um, and so I made you watch that with ads. I think you watched it with ads. Right? Uh, most definitely, yes. I watched it. it they have a thing Very where they'll good. play all the ads at the beginning, and then you don't have ads throughout the movie. Oh, so cool. I, I did that. That's exciting. Oh, Preston, did you happen to like keep notes of what ads hit? Were there any good good ones as we went through? Uh, I did not take ad notes, no, unfortunately. <laughs> That's okay. I just wanted to make I, I was just checking. That's all right. Did, I, did I don't you? expect. Uh... Well, I, I have the Blu-ray. <laughs> so. Oh, I, of course. So, I, no. you know, I, I should not be surprised. He, he kind of misses it. I'm not he sure He kind of misses the way that, that the ads used to interrupt whatever Q the Winged Serpent is. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I just I just pause the movie and I play like a Reese's <laughs> commercial or whatever. But yeah, yeah. You know, you know how usually you're like like really upset when the ads come on for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like I was kind of stoked when the ads came on. <laughs> I, I can't wait to find out why. Just like any reprieve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jonathan, could you like give us the um, rundown of what this movie is about? And I want to hear why you made us watch it before we get into like my specific <laughs> reactions. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so I actually most of my notes are kind of a, a run through of the whole movie. Uh, so we'll we'll go through beat oh, by sweet. beat. Oh, um, sweet. Do you mind if I interject my own notes? Essentially, no. I, that's that's sort of the. Goal. I wasn't just gonna give you a diatribe of my notes. I figured we'd talk yeah, yeah. through the movie. Let's go ahead. Yeah. So um, but we'll 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 start. The movie is about um this detective and the world's least trustable man, um, and so they're the like two kind of sides of the story. And they um, they end up uncovering this uh, this Aztec uh, dragon god uh, called called Quetzalcoatl, um, and and then he 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 attacks New York, which all of that and this is my I, I, the, the reason I made you watch this movie is a because I think it's like a, a B movie classic, um, but also B. Uh, Anything you hear about the movie is a hundred thousand times cooler than the oh, movie. Oh yeah, and that's <laughs> like funny the description that you just gave <laughs> so. was like a lot more interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you hear monster attacks New York, and you're like, hell yeah, I'm in. Of course, like why wouldn't and I be? This is a good reason. Dare to I not say, be. even if you just read the screenplay, you would have a better, uh, a more favorable impression of the movie. I yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's valid. I I would. 100% agree with that. <laughs> um, because I know we're just going to be dropping a big old dookie on this movie the whole time, I want to get ahead of this and say that there are some things that I really appreciate about this, mostly being I know that it's a an incredibly small budget, and for that small budget, they did a pretty good job making you like like you got you get a lot of monster, which I feel like is a thing, especially for low-budget B-horror movies, 
where they're like, it's a, it's a swamp, swamp thing, thing movie. And you get like four minutes of the swamp thing and then like a hundred minutes of people just kind of running around and set. I, I appreciate that there's a lot of Quetzalcoatl in this movie. Yeah, but the substance not... of the Quetzalcoatl itself <laughs> that's leaves not a lot the point, to be That's a different thing. <laughs> the, the that's quality, a different thing. The, the, this, it is a, this movie is, is quantity over quality. Well, they didn't really get quantity. The movie's sure like is. 87 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like 20 of those minutes are Quetzalcoatl. So. And like 70 of those minutes make are just, just too many. <laughs> 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 maybe not 70, maybe more like 60, but. It's just a, just an hour of the movie. Yeah, I think yeah, one like hour. That, that would have been much more palatable. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing it says. So you okay. know I'm I'm always paying attention to like the technical aspects of a movie. The first note yeah. I have is all the deaths at the beginning happen so fast and the sound design is so plucky, it is really hard <laughs> to have any sense of fear about what's going on. Okay, it's... so let's dive in. Um, because you misunderstood the movie if you thought the point was fear. No, the movie's telling you to be afraid all the time. It plays scary music. The point the point of watch I, I, I agree with that. The point of the movie is fear. The point of watching the movie yeah. is laughter. And it sounds like I you did. did great, I did great. So I love the moments where the sound design for some reason it's like so compressed that someone's scream and like traffic is the same volume. Yes. yes. So like yeah. you'll see someone and then they'll scream and it'll be like ah and then Quetzalcoatl will chomp and it's like this chomp every single time. <laughs> yeah, I actually I've got a note kind of later on here um that the 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 least trustable man, I want to say his name is Jimmy, but we'll get there, I guess. Um, I think it is Jimmy. He uh he stomps so loud that honestly I'm shocked that he didn't cause an earthquake. <laughs> Yeah, especially when Quetzalcoatl's involved, it is very, very, very wonky and very all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys find yourself having to, like, turn up the volume, and then at some point Quetzalcoatl will come on, and you're like, oh, man, okay, I don't need eardrums, oh, I no, guess. Oh, like, no, gonna... like, the entire time. Like, I don't, I probably have never changed volume that many times, <laughs> like, ever. <laughs> movie. But the movie has no scale. Like, you have it at a regular volume, and someone, right. like, a gunshot goes off, and it doesn't seem that loud, but then the music will come in, and it's like shaking your speakers yeah then somebody like unwraps a yeah. candy bar and it's like well i guess okay i'm going to best buy hold on okay well uh lincoln you mentioned the kills um of which there are several absolutely brilliant ones um the window washing scene so we open the movie on a yes. window washer who just like sort of he's a perv just, there's a lot of perks. But he's he's like just oh, waving at this girl. Right. And he has no... He's like an NPC. Like he has no interaction except like this one wave move. He keeps t like hitting over and over again. Yeah, and he That's keeps like he's knocking on the window, window and like... <laughs> it's... Like enough that this lady is calling her friend and being like, hey, this guy's again, doing it this again. This has happened before. <laughs> and then he dies and you see his like... You see, like, a paper mache head, like, fall down. He, he doesn't die. Okay, so here's the, here was my sort of question. Um, so, Q, we're just going to go with Q, right? That's fine, that's yeah. Easier. Um, big, giant dragon mm -hmm. creature, yes? Like, big Aztec well, that's, dragon Well, he starts god. smaller. Uh, he starts what? small. 
Well, well yeah, but still, but like, still, like relative does? to a human body, like pretty big. He's not like a bird. Like a pigeon would go and take the head and fly away. I feel like Big Dragon would get more than just like a head. <laughs> yeah, like his bite radius would be larger than just like 10 inches. <laughs> well, also, like, what's the speed that he's biting and the head? It's Wait, just I'll tell you the, the speed. Head. Ready? That's some some. Pre- <laughs> <laughs> Is that fast? <laughs> he was a. That's pretty a fast. Very, it's very precise. You know, <laughs> he knew that like just taking the head would traumatize this woman more, so he just took the head. It's yeah. early in well, his, that's, his it... career as a monster. He's got to like build. Some, <laughs> you know, he's got to got to build his skills and build his. His street, street but then somehow he ends up with like tons of skeletons of like whole bodies in the nest. Right. Well, this, this is, is my. I think you see, I think he just didn't like that guy's body. I think that's enough. what it is. Is he just really liked the head? Not enough. And then just the body bodies. didn't do it for him. Yeah, exactly. Okay, my next note I says. Mean, oh, go ahead, Preston. Well, your 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 comment about the skeletons. I, I would say that first of all, there are altogether too many Quetzalcoatl kills in the beginning contributes to a lot of skeletons and like if he's that big he's got to be feeding on more than what we see it's That's true a good point. it's true thank you for thank you for resolving that plot hole i had pointed out in the movie cue the winged serpent yeah you're, you're so well it was it was mostly a selfish thing to get my my thing in there about there's too many kills in the beginning that's true but, they all die and then we so, start being so worried about like, it Right. Well, no, that's no. fair. There's yeah. Like, like you see the first one, and it's like, oh, there's this like giant thing. Like, oh no, we should be scared. And then like so many happen that you're just like you're way too used to it, and there's no more suspense. It's like, oh no, he got another. I don't know. It is kind of realistic. Ah. I think real life New York, they would let a lot of kills happen before people are even talking about it. <laughs> It'd be death like twelve before it even breaks the news. <laughs> Okay, my next note says... I mean, you're not wrong, but still, there's too many. <laughs> I want to talk about this. It says, has this director ever shot a middle shot in his whole life? Because every single shot in the first probably 45 minutes is either like a super wide, dramatic angle shot on like right. a five millimeter lens, I guess, or like a crazy close-up with like no sense of like proportion or direction or geometry or anything. Doesn't that make you feel like you're in the story, though? It makes me feel like I'm getting rapidly brought in and then shoved back out of the story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe he wanted to go for like a more, a more like sexual way of just like really close, really far, really close, really far. I I believe that I I 100. There's a lot of subtext. A lot of subtext in in cue the winged serpent. Uh, I did. I, my my next comment is um, that I love framing this as a detective story and somehow also a heist, um, because like, can, I can you imagine if the next if Godzilla three or whatever came out and then that was how it was and ev- like I cannot imagine the response that everyone would have if it was just a bunch of shenanigans with this cop and this random dude. I want to I want to talk about this random dude for a little bit. Let's, let's talk about it. Hold yes. on, I have his name here. I, I've got. I wrote his name. I caught it later. Because we, we needed to establish like who he is, is, and then we'll then we'll talk about it. Yeah, it's no, it's it's actually really important who he is. Um, I actually wrote a lot in it. Jimmy Quinn. Jimmy okay, Quinn. His name is Jimmy okay. Quinn, and he 
he the only thing keeping him from a life of crime is this job playing piano at a bar. And I think that's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> he's conveniently turned away from the camera every time he sings anything difficult. That is also, well, also he's terrible <laughs> at everything he does. I was say that the, Lincoln, do you have a musical analysis for us? Okay. Yes. Um, okay. So yeah. So Lincoln, you do yes, know do. music. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do I got? got? Okay. I made, I made several notes about the music. Um, one, the score is like one of the most dissonant things about the whole movie. And I mean dissonant in the, in the like cognitive sense. Like the score has nothing to do with with what's going on ever. But, okay. Um, Thank you for clarifying that. When he sits at the piano and starts playing, um, they frame it really conveniently so he doesn't have to play. But the playing is actually pretty decent. Like it's it's totally mm-hmm. acceptable for like a jazz pianist, definitely not in New York City at a like you know street level bar but it's pretty good uh then singing itself is like capable to the point that i don't believe that he was singing (laughs) absolutely not no (laughs) except here's my question because the singing is is and i say this as someone who doesn't know a lot about music um horrible like i think it's idiosyncratic i didn't i actually didn't think it was that bad i thought it was fine it's it it's it's idiotic. Like it's it's horrible. I, I didn't mind it. He kind of he had a really it was a really flat tone. He was generally on pitch. I agree that he had a very flat tone. I think I'm justified in my opinion on this because in like in 20 seconds the guy starts playing the jukebox, which, which what a baller move. Actually, I, I was about to, yeah that was like a pretty. I was like waiting for him to get kicked out. And then, yeah, it turns on the jukebox. And that is genius. <laughs> that is so much like, better than just being like, get out of here. You're not good. It's like, it's, it's, uh, that would crush I mean, me. Seriously. You know what's the funniest like, part? Wait, just to like, you know, to, to, to the director's credit, like that's a pretty good way of like taking our, our boy Jimmy and just like tearing him down <laughs> to nothing. <laughs> but I love that they, he's playing jazz and then they switch on the jukebox and then you hear the next spoken line is, have you found that guy's head yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they do pretty casually ignore Jimmy, don't they? <laughs> like the movie ignores him. <laughs> the... Oh, it does. I feel like the first time I watched this, the the which it, it's sad that it's not not even the second. It's this is I've watched this movie a lot of times, but the uh, the first time I saw this, I feel like I went through probably seventy percent of the movie going why. Why are we watching this guy? Like, like what does he matter? Like, hey, so I also had that question. <laughs> like, like I, I think, can we all agree that the, the heist portion of this could have been, like, not, not, not that there's much of a heist component, but, like, the heist did not need to be in there. Well, it did not. However, it was worth it for them robbing a shop called Neil Bynes. <laughs> I, you know, that's fair. I, it was a pretty solid, but still... Like, <laughs> I I really like that he says they go can you drive and he goes I can drive but I don't carry a gun and I don't go inside and he sh- literally shifts the car in the park and they go here's a gun come inside <laughs> <laughs> and of course it goes wrong yeah and he's like okay he's like, that oh, sounds oh, good oh, let's fine. do that right like what are they gonna do like call the cops on you for not <laughs> going in on this robbery like <laughs> and then the, the music is like the theme song to DuckTales right then 
It's just this like bolt beep bolt beep bolt beep bolt beep, and then he he just like his toe touches the curb and he throws the jewelry box into the intersection. Oh yeah, he definitely does. He gets like lightly. I think he hits. Oh yeah, a he's, car he with he his body. runs across a taxi. Yeah, and he chucks the jewelry box, and then he's like across the street. This this case of diamonds but goes. The problem is they didn't have the budget to like to like key in the cars driving by, so it is an empty intersection. Like you see him throw it into this right. empty it, space. It definitely so, is. Yeah. So his solution dumb-dumb. is not like I will just go get it. It is I must abandon my life of crime and live on the lamb. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think I think that that was in very intentional. I feel like you're saying it's a it's a they couldn't key in the traffic. I think it's this 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 guy's just a ding dong, and the director is like, I need, I need you, to, you know to know that, that he's so dumb. And then he goes, I'm gonna go inside the Chrysler Building, and I'm just gonna keep going up until I run out of floors. Right. Yes. Just okay. And okay, I have a note because this is my favorite quote of the whole movie. Right. So he stops, and he just looks. He oh, I know what you're about to say. <laughs> a ladder, and he goes, "I'm almost afraid of everything, oh. but I've never been afraid of heights." To himself, yeah, like he doesn't say that to anyone. I, there was, there was that line, and then the security guard chasing him is like, yes. "What is he? Is it's, it's something to the tune of like, oh, screw it,' or like, why can't I think? Like the two." Like two garbage lines of dialogue. Again, did not need to be in. And like, I feel like they just said, hey, like, security guard is going to be chasing him. Now we need to get rid of the security guard. How do we get rid of the security guard easily? Oh. Oh, just security have him guard just give up. Gives, gives up. Jonathan, I just, I just realized I have a note that I wrote at the exact moment that he said the thing about Scared of Heights. It says, okay, tell me the wheelman narrates his every thought for the audience, but somehow doesn't succeed in <laughs> revealing new information. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, that's very true. true. <laughs> that guy, he's got, he's got a big day though, Jimmy, Jimmy Quinn. Quinn, because he, he, he does a heist that he said he wouldn't do right after getting absolutely like to his core demolished <laughs> by a guy putting a jukebox on. Then he goes up the the Empire's Empire State, and he gets it's hit the by a building. pigeon. And then that is it the Chrysler Building? All right, the Chrysler Building. I don't know buildings. And then he gets hit by a pigeon, which I feel like is more important than which building he's in. And then, and then he finds a skeleton and a nest with an egg, and he just he just reaches out and knocks on the egg. Like, what's in there? Like, why is that? This is a he's. He's had a day. And I you know what's like. the best part, though? is He just walks back down. He does. He's like, cool egg. Anyway, <laughs> and then bye. No worries about his life or his, like, the people pursuing him. He's like, okay, I'm ready to go home. No, it's like in, it's like in GTA. If you, like, burn off the heat, then they just, like, stop looking for you, and you're fine. He's like, oh, they're well, off yeah, my trail. That's what the security guard did. <laughs> that's exactly, that's what, exactly happened. what happened. He was like, ah, well. Guard. <laughs> yeah, it's like he, he left his cone of visibility for long enough. <laughs> I mean, but let's be real, though. Like, Jimmy's not having a great day. Like, like, is there any possible way that it could get worse? Ah, whatever. Might as well knock on this egg. Like, my day. That's a, you know. 
That's a valid I, you point. You are thinking that, like Jimmy like right there. He, he has been torn down to his bare bones, like to the studs, <laughs> to the point that he sees a big egg and he's like, all right, this could go one of two ways. And honestly, either way is about the same. So let's see. Okay. The next thing that happens is we need to have people be aware that this whole time we're cutting between Jimmy and then the detectives. And my right. favorite thing is they they go to this museum and they start talking about the myth. And not once in this entire story about a flying serpent named Quetzalcoatl, does anyone question whether or not Quetzalcoatl's real? No, that is not, not a question. Not even once. This is true. Which I, I do love that they're the like America's worst detectives, that they find a bunch of murder victims and then they immediately go to a history museum and are like, what kind of weird God but, could this but be? But it works. He's at the history museum and he like Sherlock's out. He like mind palaces out everything that happened from looking at this exhibit. And then at the end he goes, oh yeah, this isn't actually an Incan museum. <laughs> no, it's Mayan, right? This isn't actually a Mayan museum. And so it's yeah. like, I feel like you're giving him too much credit though as a detective because he doesn't mind palace it out. He goes to a building and some guy's like, "Hey, this is information you should know," and then he walks away. That's true. Well, hey, hey, you can't forget. There's the the one scene of him like studying all of these books, like at night. And his <laughs> wife is like, "Oh, don't be looking at that. You're gonna scare me." And then he's like, "I, I am like, gonna yeah, scare that's you." A good point. <laughs> Clearly, he did his homework before he just started. My man does. <laughs> I, gods. <laughs> I like to think that he's like he's waited for this day his whole life like his <laughs> his whole life has been just trying to find which mayan god might be and it's always been like jack the ripper or you know he, ted he's, bundy he, and he's like dang it he blames every a time mythological figure for everything <laughs> he's like yeah. uh, uh uh it was loki <laughs> you know, you know, it's fun. I, I just, I just think it, this popped into my brain that I, so I watched the original Point Break this week, and like, wait, hold uh, on, before you finish what you're saying, I cannot wait to see where this goes. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is this is a quote. Like, like, okay, and you, you've seen it, yes, John Lincoln. Yes. You've seen the original. Lincoln has not. Okay. <laughs> Lincoln, you haven't seen Point. Whatever. We gotta you move on. We gotta keep we going. Can't be those guys. I'm deeply disappointed in you. Anyways. There's like, there's there's this whole scene where they make a big deal that like nobody believes the detective that the heist, like the robbers are surfers. Like, those people were more suspicious of surfers being robbers <laughs> than of a flying <laughs> snake god <laughs> who is powered by human sacrifice. How, Exactly. Yeah. How like that does not. So you're saying you're saying some people could have used a little more like Cartesian doubt, like maybe just the slightest Cartesian, amount of like. Did you just say Cartesian doubt? I mean, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. I like that you have you have Cartesian doubt ready to go, and my next note is. Jimmy Quinn runs like Shelley Duvall in The Shining. Like those are the two levels of thinking that we're at. Okay. I want to keep talking about Jimmy because I got to say, he kind of stole the show. Like, it's kind of one of the, it's the most fun thing about the movie is his presence take. in it. Can I, can I, I was going to say, that's a really hot take. Because. I, I, explain, explain yourself. Okay, because I think the movie, the, this movie is like treating itself with this like 
severity that does not match its like tone or budget at all but it's like pretending to be really serious the whole time and then you get lines like um i ran twice in one day i ran (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that was that was good that's when he's talking to his wife right and he's like upset and that's the takeaway from I ran twice day. in one day I ran and then she's like go to bed <laughs> and he's like fine and he goes she goes I'll make you some eggs and he goes I don't want to ever see another egg <laughs> like he saw one really right. disturbing egg Which... that was it for him we're good <laughs> like I feel like I would have I, I'm not saying it would ruin my my like year for eggs it would ruin my day for eggs though but well here's a I don't I feel like if you knocked on a giant egg and like nothing bad happened besides like seeing some skeletons and stuff like aside from dead would... bodies nothing bad happened. Yeah, exactly. I don't know that I would like draw the connection of like, oh, I don't want to eat eggs because I just saw a giant one. Yeah, eggs are not skeleton specific like Like right. Like I feel like I would have seen the skeletons and like, oh, yeah, that's like a, you know, that would ruin your appetite. I don't want to eat a skeleton for breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> 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 But yeah, I just I think a lot of terrible movies can be improved by throwing a bumbling idiot who like is just like living his life throughout this like wacky plot and is he but he's not lampshading. He's like believing everything that happens, but he's just reacting to it in like in just such a like I don't nonsensical know nonsensical nonsensical but but like just hilarious way. Yeah, you know what? I can I can get behind that. I I think I like when he this. um he leads those two the two gangsters who are searching for him because he lost their money. He leads them to the to the nest and has them get eaten. And then he, as slowly, yeah, slowly as possible. As possible. Yes. And then he goes to his girlfriend and says, "Oh yeah, those two, they're not alive anymore." As if it's like a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> like he's not but being like, sneaky. Yeah, I wanted to like. There's not. Like this, like moral battle of like, oh, I'm leading these people to their death. He's just sort of like watching him get eaten, and I, I, I do not remember the, the specific dialogue, but he's like, not unhappy about it. No, I mean he meant like, to do that. Sort of he's like, fine for sure. To him. He's just, just going off the whole time, just rambling. Yeah, he's, he really is. He's kind of like, and then this is the next thing to do that makes. Yeah, sense. like I just love this bumbling <laughs> right. idiot getting carried by the story and having no idea what's going on. <laughs> I wanted to touch on the scene where where his wife or girlfriend, I think, gets like radically angry at him for obviously murdering people, and he's like, "You should be fine with this." Yeah, he's like, he's like, "You married a you're you're with a criminal." Yeah, and then she like, goes, how is this the line? <laughs> and she has her whole thing of, "I liked you better when you were a small time crook." Oh yeah, now that you've spent <laughs> yeah yeah, she's got like a what? weird kink, I think. I love. <laughs> And they, they, she says that line as if we've seen this arc from this humble, earnest beef. He's, he's been humble and earnest and like an idiot this whole time. Yeah, he's not like Jean Valjean who's like doing this for his family. He just wants some diamonds. He's, he's not like um, he's not like Elvis Presley. He's not been like corrupted by the spotlight. He's just this no. little idiot, no, this he's little just self-centered idiot. idiot. Time. And she's like, oh, I miss the old days. 45 minutes ago. <laughs> I miss when you used to be this morning. This you. morning you. He's a big time crook because he did in, I can only assume the most like 
the the least legally culpable way you could murder someone, which is just like climb that ladder, and then on that ladder is a giant dragon god. Yeah, that's like OSHA has nothing. OSHA would be able to litigate that. That's not like police. That's like workplace safety. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you'd have you'd have a lot of like a pretty solid leg to stand on in court. Like, did oh, you murder these people? Plausible not deny, really. Not really. Sure. All I can say is. They're not alive anymore. <laughs> Why didn't you get eaten? No, no, no. I just got lucky, I guess. Yeah, it just happened. Which, actually, I did. He doesn't get eaten a lot of times he could have gotten <laughs> serious, Yeah. Like, so many times. But that's... That he has no sense. Like, I just love... He is so dumb. He has no sense of the scale of these events that are transpiring. He, at all. he sees the winged apocalypse monster and goes, I bet I could get a pretty sweet deal from the state with this. <laughs> yeah, I yeah he has the same reaction to that as he does getting lightly tapped by a, by a cab. <laughs> yes. Not even to mention how the detective got like four seconds away from getting him to reveal where the, where the thing is. <laughs> He starts talking and he's you know, like, this is how I would do it. I would go to the Chrysler. Oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we also like the convenient, like, I love the fact that these, these characters meet for the first time in this bar where he is trying to get this job. Yeah. He doesn't and actually have yeah. a job. He happens to wander in there. He walks in and goes, will right. you give would me you- a job? Right, and and Which, this cop. And why is the cop there? In there? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like if the bar is closed, why is the cop there? And you know what's even better than that is that scene has no bearing on any other part of the movie. No, literally at all. Yeah, like, it's not like he. It's not like he has like his music career comes back into focus at any no. point. Nor was it mentioned before that. It just hap- It's just like a thing that happens in a series of things that <laughs> That's happen. That's what I'm saying. Well, and the whole thing of the music career is like the music thing isn't working out, so he has to go drive for this robbery. This music thing that he but tried the out this morning. doesn't have to be in the movie at all. <laughs> right. It does not at all. I love, I love the idea that he was like, if I can make it as a musician, I will stop being a criminal. And so he just, with no... <laughs> prep or rehearsal goes i'm gonna go to the first bar i see and just demand a job and if i don't get that crime is right. my only other option <laughs> back to crime there's nothing else you I know can do. i'm not gonna try to maybe get a regular job at that bar or well i i hear that this uh there's a construction company that suddenly has an opening <laughs> that was actually that was probably my favorite <laughs> yeah. kill the That's red shirt construction that was guy actually a good one with like the hard hat falling oh yeah Really solid, really, really solid. I liked when the like blood is falling all over the street. I think that that's was a, a good one that's too. Good one. Yes. I also like the one that they're in the pool and it cuts back to the pool so many times. Then you're like, surely there's gonna be a death from this, right? Like you start to doubt that there's gonna be a kill because it just keeps cutting back to the pool and everyone's fine. It's like, is that that's the one with the big claw? Yeah. It's right? like aerial view, pool, then aerial view again, then pool again. Then aerial view. And then another pool <laughs> shot. It's like, yes, we get it. He sees the pool. I would, uh, actually, yeah, I think, I think I have, I wrote down 
incredible kill <laughs> with with the the pool. Yeah, that and was really the, at good. At that exact same moment, I wrote, "Horror just isn't as effective when shot in broad daylight." <laughs> <laughs> I do like the the one guy that might like one of my favorite kills in this movie is the guy who's watching like perving on someone with a telescope uh-huh. right <laughs> and so he's like he's like watching this guy or this this girl and then she gets like taken by again and i can't stress this enough aztec dragon god and then he's like just watches that happen like he's just he's just there to watch he's not trying to like i don't think he's a perv like it started feeling like oh he's pervy no he's just there to see what happens <laughs> you know what would be more satisfying he's is if he it. was the he's, one he's who got taken with quetzalcoatl <laughs> I'm sorry, Preston. I did not hear what you said. Oh, he's he's no no the 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 pervy dude is in cahoots with Quetzalcoatl. Oh, and just wants to watch people <laughs> just get like taken. calling the shots. Yeah, exactly. No, he's like he's 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 it, that should have been the priest dude. That would have been like, such a great little bit. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Actually, or it should have been yeah. him who got taken. The guy with the telescope should have gotten sucked up because he was like doing the wrong thing. That also, yeah, this, there's not a morality to this to Quetzalcoatl. I wrote. There's not. There's not a morality in any of this. <laughs> like, That's true. The one, yeah, you, there the, is the, even no like, lesson the to be learned. Dude, it's never like, hey, you're like. Not only are you like killing these people, but also like you're summoning this beast that's like eating people, like. Which I guess that is, you know, that's evil. But at the same time, there's never like a, a, a moral question there. And also, right? No, it's until the it's until like, the don't... end when he's like, no, no, you have to say the thing, and then I'll kill you. And he's like, well, I don't want to say the thing. <laughs> oh, oh, shoot! <laughs> oh, I love that scene. Like, we'll definitely get to that. Yeah, yeah let's we'll revisit that for. I sure. also like that they treat the <laughs> reveal that the killer guy was that professor in the museum at the beginning. They treat that as like a shock. Oh, yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was. I, I, I did not. Think he gets so all. little screen Brilliant. time that there's there's no shock value because you see him once, and then the movie, the movie like holds the frame on his face for like the one extra second you need to know that he's the bad guy. <laughs> and then they show up later, and he's I'm like, glad. "Oh, it was me!" And they're like, oh, "I trusted you when we met for <laughs> for five minutes yesterday." <laughs> Well, and that's the guy who told him all the information. Yeah, right? it was. I was about to say, like, if if there's a why if do you, that? Yeah, because he's really well, into also, it. Also, like, if you genuinely like, how many people in New York City like genuinely believe in this dragon god? Like, how many? People I mean, are probably have a enough, lot. Right, but like, how many people have enough information about it? Like, yeah, they should have just been like. When he told them about it, they should have been like, okay, was it you? Yeah, and he would exactly, have been yeah, like, right, yeah. yeah. Brain wasn't working. Yeah, it's like, that's such a very specific thing that maybe they should have questioned him a little bit more. Also, the idea that most of the sacrifices were like willing, like we want to mm. get killed for this, it doesn't really hold up because in the Mayan civilization, everybody believed that. But you can't just, like, pick up a belief out of nowhere and, like, find someone that is going to, like, human sacrifice you. Well, there's never there's never no, a moral you... discussion around that either. No, they're just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> true. Like that, It's that just was... a, another thing that's going on. 
Like, like you could have totally cut out Jimmy and just had this be more of a monster detective. No, no, you movie. can't cut out Jimmy because he says the phrase, I wrote another quote, I have never paid taxes in my life and I'm not about to start now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that in his, that's, is that in his court? That's when he's making his demands. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that was... <laughs> I stopped rooting for Jimmy when after that scene. <laughs> I know I was never rooting Jimmy, for him. I just I just think he's the only entertaining part of the movie. Jimmy also at some at one point says fifty hundred million dollars. <laughs> he does. He does. Do you think is interesting? He, he does. <laughs> he's like a toddler. Later on, when they renege on his deal, <laughs> when they when they go, yeah, but you didn't give us what you what you promised. He says. Take oh, your yeah. offer and stick it up your... And he waits a long time and then goes, Brain! Your small right. yeah. little Because yeah, he's brain. like, I can't, I can't curse. I'll send people to their doom, but I can't curse. <laughs> stick it up your brain. And yeah, Preston, let's, let's talk about how the guy says you have to uh, consent to this murder if you want to, it to be effective. And he's just is like, okay, no then. Yeah, he's just like, like, and then the, the dude is like, yeah, but you'll, like, repent to your sins. And then Jimmy has to go off and explain, oh, I haven't prayed to so-and-so. And the cops are always saying, oh, say your prayers and say your prayers. And I'm not about to start. And it's like, I think that's just his whole thing is he's like, he's just so stupidly stubborn that, like, that's but that's besides the point. And I like that the dude is just like, no, but like, why won't you do it? And like, makes this big, kind of this big thing, like, oh, I like literally cannot kill you until you say the prayer. And it's I like, love that what? he told him that. <laughs> like, why doing? would you, you, you would never tell him that because that really right. does take away no, all your that's cards. That's the problem. He really yeah. does have to hear the prayer. Like, it really does have to be done. So, right. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, because otherwise he's just murdering. He's just murdering. It's not, it's not, uh, you know, religious importance. But how has that oh, never well, happened there's, before? There's the whole moral dilemma of the movie. <laughs> how has? Yeah, this is a this is my favorite actually religious film. Um, <laughs> cue the wings. Cue serpent. the wings are getting second place. God's not dead too. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like. And after that, fireproof. Literally, no one before that was like, no, <laughs> don't kill me then. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Like, everybody else was fully gung-ho, and then he was like, I don't want to do that. And the guy's like, I actually don't know what to do <laughs> in this moment. I don't know what to do next. This has well, never happened before. Everybody else did it. Well, man. I do want to make a note, just, just as we're talking about earlier, the detective, um, because I, I'm not, I, I don't want to lose this. Um, Lincoln, you mentioned that everybody's just, like, so ready to believe oh, yeah. that. But then when the detective comes in, and he's like, hey... I think it's probably this thing. Um, he's told by several people, but definitely his boss, that there's no connection between the giant dinosaur bird and the ritual killings that are currently happening, believing to be for the giant, giant dinosaur bird. <laughs> and he's like, he's told that that's ridiculous. And he's like, fair enough. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I don't have a link between them. I just love that. Like, there is no consistency with the belief. We believe in, in Quetzalcoatl. Monster. We all believe that he's yeah. real. But we do not believe that human right. action. It's it's global warming. <laughs> we do we do not believe that human action is causing this. <laughs> no no no. Look, he's prayed back. <laughs> 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 uh, 
No, that is that is a very it's it is like those two things are like totally separate the entire movie and then right at the end like the de- like with the detective thing it's like oh hey we got the guy like, yeah there's the end of that and then suddenly it's like oh well we got we got the killer now i guess we're all just going to go and try to shoot this monster no but that's that's backwards <laughs> like, they kill the monster first do they that's yeah true. Oh. They kill the monster. Yeah. Yeah, they they kill the monster and then they're like, "Well, let's go find the guy." Yeah, I agree. Well, I never really thought about that, Preston, that those two it's like two separate mysteries. Yeah. Like we could have like, just like had one. Been, we could have just had the monster. Well, or it would have been way more entertaining if the whole time they're going after these like ritual killings and then you got Jimmy Sears bumbling idiot. Who's like, hey, I saw this monster, and they it's, like, it's Jimmy Quinn. <laughs> oh, sorry, Jimmy Quinn, Jimmy bumbling Quinn. idiot to you. <laughs> it's okay, thank you. That's yeah, bumbling, bumbling idiot at law. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, wait. It would have been way like like it. It could have been this whole thing of like, no, it's like just these like ritual killings, ritually killings. No, no, no. I saw the feathered serpent god, and then they like finally get the dude, and then and they go then get the monster. The serpent shows up, and it's like, oh, Jimmy wasn't lying. Here's your million bucks, or whatever. Or Jimmy just swears that he saw the egg, and then the egg hatches because of the ritual killings, and then they have to go stop it. Right, like that. I, I feel like that would have been a far more entertaining movie. Preston, I want to, uh, I want to just note your word choice. You said it could have been a whole thing. And that is precisely the reason they didn't do it. Someone pitched that, and the director said, "Yeah, but then it'd be a whole thing." Yeah, well, man, that'd be a whole thing. And I don't know if we're ready a for whole that. Lot better. No, I, I don't, I'm like imagining this alternate where the ritual killings are the mystery, and those are those are some the one where they slice into that guy's sternum is like really unsettling. It's pretty, it's like pretty effective. Yeah, the like guy without the skin. Yeah, it's oh, really yeah. way more scary than they, the than the that the monster does. I am yeah, nailing that sound yeah, every time. For sure. <laughs> yeah. No, that's actually. I would. I would watch that movie a lot, a lot, a lot. And then more. you get your like false ending where they get the killer and they're like, yeah. And then his dying breath is like, yeah, but my work is already done. And then they have to go get the serpent. Especially if it was like, like this dude is like seeking out criminals to like repent their sins. Oh yeah. Jimmy's the next one. Ritual Dang it. Like it would have been a much like, like they could have had that moral. Preston. It could have been a whole thing and it would have been way better. (laughs) That was, you're telling me there's a version of this movie where Jimmy Quinn fits into the story. (laughs) Uh, uh, You know, and then he can like bumbling I don't, idiot I don't want to avoid admit it, all that. Yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> I hate to say it, but and watching him like dance through the plot and not get touched would be like actually kind of exciting because you don't want him to get taken by the guy. Man, well, do we? That want... would be so great. Or maybe you do want him to get taken, but there's still like that tension of whether or not it's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Well, and it could have been a much like if you'd made him more of a criminal and like less of a hapless bumbling idiot than like no 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 the hapless bumbling idiot is non-negotiable 25 percent killed two dudes (laughs) 
He killed 50% of a dude if you do that. Oh, yeah. okay. You know, fair enough, actually. That's a good point. He committed multiple workplace safety violations throughout the movie. Well, no, that was just, that was just manslaughter. You know, he, he was just climbing the ladder, and there happened to be a dragon god right there who was... You know, here's another another thing I just thought of. <laughs> Thanks for prepping for Boris. I'm glad that you just thought of it. following him up this ladder, right? Like, they are chasing uh-huh. him. So... Why did the dragon them before Jimmy, the guy who is closer? No, this is this is my question too. Like Jimmy, he survives more than he should. Yes, he does in a lot of ways <laughs> because he's he's getting he's getting pulled through the plot. He's not participating in it. That's true. He really is. He's like. Like actively right. trying to like, fight. I have never it. seen him make a decision even <laughs> once in the movie. Well, now he decided to hit that taxi with his whole body. <laughs> no, he didn't. It was an accident. He decided <laughs> to like get out of the car with the goons to like That's go true. rob the bank. He decided. But do you see to it on his face? Tower again. <laughs> the decisions have already happened by the time you see him do them. Like he, <laughs> you, you see him perform actions, but you don't see him make decisions. He he decided that that he needed all that money off camera. Like, like he makes this big deal yeah. of like I don't go in, I don't go in. Like he could have just gotten out of the car and then like walked away. Like what were they gonna do? Like shoot him in the sidewalk in front of all the witness? Like honestly, yes, I think that's exactly what they would have done. He could have just simply walked away. I'm gonna try getting <laughs> no, a job I'm, at a like, different bar. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, yeah, he could have. Yeah, he could have just walked to a different bar and like <laughs> tried to become a musician. Yeah, after that, after that first bar, he walks to the next bar like one door <laughs> over. And exa- he walks yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, like, I wanted to, and they're like, "No, we heard no, you. We're fine. No, get out. <laughs> we're fine. Well, okay. Maybe he has to go across town, but like, <laughs> Preston. Because there's also, you know, there there is the whole thing where it's like his his girlfriend or whatever like clearly works in the bar does not want to be known that, like, she and Jimmy are a thing. Like, there's no. a very and who would? head shape. Well, obviously, but, like, <laughs> and that's never brought back up. Yeah, it's I not. Just, it's true. I mean, right. I mean, she, hang on. No, she leaves him, and then he's like, yeah, you suck. Like, he gets vindicated by her leaving this kind of half-murderer. <laughs> That's true. He's like, yeah, serves you right. Not wanting to be in a relationship with me. The like the worst human yeah. being. <laughs> America's <laughs> worst man, Jimmy Quinn. America's hey, worst he, and also least, least interesting. Some, 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 um, uh, what, what's, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, sex self-awareness. appeal. Self-awareness. At least he has some self-awareness. Oh, Jimmy has some sex appeal, John? Idiot. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a real himbo, Jimmy Quinn. <laughs> he puts the bow in himbo. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys, do you feel like it was, I want you to rank these two choices. Is it a more bold move to end this movie by setting up for a sequel or to make a Michael Morbius movie, just like as a concept? Which do you feel like is a stronger move? I think I think the Michael Morbius movie was the bolder move because they had to actually like, you know, put film to 
put light to film. <laughs> you know, they had to they had to actually make it. Sure, sure. You could just you could just oh, like hand fair. wave out a sequel like... with not a lot of commitment. <laughs> also, because like you're get I don't know if, I don't know if, if you guys had this case, but I was getting to the end of the movie where they're doing like the big overhead shot of like the burned out building, and I was like, "There's gonna be an egg. There's gonna be an egg, and it's gonna hatch." Like, and you expect it. <laughs> like the movie is bad. You're enough. saying. Wait, are you but saying like, this movie's predictable? <laughs> hold on. Yeah, hold wait, on. wait. You're saying that you saw that coming? Are you saying that this roller coaster of the... a movie? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Quite, I'm not, all right. I'm not this the only absolute one that. Versus like M. Morbius, Night Shyamalan of a movie. This, this Christopher <laughs> Nolan-esque plot. <laughs> I mean, you yeah, can't just messing with time left and time, right. So there's some, some common ground there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for Lincoln. Now I kind of want I want Christopher Nolan to remake Q the Wind Shot Serpent. for shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But just on IMAX, so every individual shot is wider. And I want Jimmy Quinn to be played by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Actually, he would be perfect for it. Like, I mean, I know. Eh? <laughs> Either him or Bill Burr, I feel like. Would be <laughs> no, I don't want to see Burr, another ache you know, ever. Bill Burr would actually be really funny. Because, like, he has the same, like... Face structure? He has the same vocal affect, yeah. too. Yes. What also Lincoln that. Just said, yes. Like, like, all of those lines, I could 100% hear those in a Bill Burr. Yeah, I'm like hearing them yeah. right now. It's like it's actually making me kind of kind of excited to like remake <laughs> this movie. Let's remake Cue the Wing. Forget the podcast. We're remaking. And Q I want to add in all of Preston's changes. I think that would really that really make a more effective movie. I fully agree. I think a little more Thanks. dread. Okay, you know what is you know what is the revolutionary <laughs> thing we're gonna do when we make our movie? Instead of it's gonna instead of shooting all. all the stuff at one p.m. We're going to wait till the sun goes down. <laughs> what? Mm, you're telling me that lighting is important in visual media? <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that lighting is, in fact, important. I've been watching a lot of videos about mm. filmmaking, and, and I will say, from my expertise, lighting is important. Wow, I feel like you had to piece together a lot of videos to yeah, get that. Really I was about you know, to say, like, you have to absorb I mean, the information. Well, now you've seen all those videos, your expertise is clearly... It is. It's okay, want to hear, hear the next part of my expertise? Yeah, go when, ahead. When you want to just make a movie in New York, uh, it's important to have some sort of thematic reason that it takes place in New York. Instead of New York uh, being kind of this, this meaningless reason? plot device and meaningless like exterior shot with completely bare, definitely not New York interiors. There is definitely a reason. There's a thematic reason for this to be shot in New York, and it's way cooler than Ohio <laughs> to shoot this. Well, so you can have a winged serpent god, like scooping people off of rooftops and like blowing right. holes in buildings. Clearly, yeah, that doesn't that does not make the news in Chicago. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It's. <laughs> I just feel like I feel like. New York is is the setting, but it doesn't really have any. There's no sense of of place. It doesn't feel like there was a reason it took place in New York. Big dragon in New York, Lincoln. 
<laughs> would you rather watch this movie set in like in Cincinnati? Like, is that what you want? No, I'm saying that I wouldn't be able to tell if it was in Cincinnati. <laughs> it's not like well, it's not like he destroys any like big, cool looking buildings. Like the Chrysler, the Chrysler really building already has a hole like in it, and it's definitely it's not the Chrysler movie. building once they actually go inside it. <laughs> it's a monster movie, and monster movies have to be in big cities. Like that's just the rule. Okay, like, fine. Which big city are you gonna pick in the like? Right, not Chicago. I agree with that. Like Washington yeah. D.C. Maybe. I could see that, or like Dallas, mm. or like Fort maybe Collins. <laughs> I like that you guys fully considered that as a real option. <laughs> I, well, I don't, I don't know what the Dallas skyline looks like, so I can't judge too harshly yet. That's your problem, is the skyline. <laughs> if your problem with the skyline, then New York would be perfect, wouldn't it, I guess Lincoln? it would. I guess it would. I can see everything. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, finally. You know, you know what I also appreciate at the end is, like, when he gets, gets got by the dude... Um, okay, okay, hang on. First off, when when Jimmy is in the wait, hotel... Wait, sorry, Preston, I gotta stop you. Can you let us know whether or not this has just popped into your head? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, <laughs> it's been marinating a little bit, but... Okay, but... okay, thank you, thank you. Oh, okay, so this is like a 20-minute thought? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like a five-minute thought. Five-minute okay, thought all right, okay. cool. in high school. First of all, so the dude at the end, do we who who threatens Jimmy with the knife? Was that the priest guy, or does that, is that just a totally random dude who just showed up? Because if it is the priest dude, how did the cops let him get away? No, no, no. He yeah, he just runs up to the roof and disappears. Like, he fully gets away. Right. right. There's like the, yeah. there's the mime dude watching the other. Detective oh yes, get, the undercover mime cop. Yeah. We never talked about there's him. Mime cop watches. Other cops My get scooped God. off the building by the dragon, and we get a shot of him just like wigging out. And then suddenly, okay, so, anyways. But he can't tell anybody because he's a mime, Preston. <laughs> How oh, great is that joke? Oh, wow. That's, that's pretty. Anyways, okay, so dude escapes the building <laughs> somehow. Yes. Threatens you. Okay. I like that as Jimmy is getting threatened, the cops roll up. And what is it, Shepard? Like, is just like rolling around. I don't know. I just cared about Jimmy Quinn's name. <laughs> I am pretty sure it's Shepard. Is just rolling around to hotels, like kicking down doors, looking for Jimmy. Like, oh yeah, we figured that this guy would go for Jimmy. And it's like you never cared about Jimmy until the very end, and suddenly you're kicking down every door in every hotel looking for Jimmy. And also, how does this guy even know who Jimmy is? How does... Right. Do we ever learn how the priest That's knows who he point. is? It's a really good point. And also... He's not... Yeah. No, because <laughs> the, the, the killing, like the ritual murders are totally separate from the from actual the location of the serpent god. And... Jimmy never gets involved. Okay, wait. My brain is breaking. God. They they fight. They chase that guy to the roof. And right. then do they kill the monster? I felt like that had already happened because Jimmy gets kicked out before that and goes to the hotel. No, no. Hotels at the very... Wait. Hotels at the end. The last thing that happens is the yes. hotel. So, and then... 
before that is the monster and before that is the it is because no, no, no. what about so. the conversation no, no, no. that Jimmy has where they're like, we're not going to give you anything. I thought that happened before they confront oh, the guy. Because here's what it is. So they go and they shoot the egg, but no monster. Oh. And they have the whole thing with Jimmy. No, screw you. Like you didn't oh, deliver. Okay. And then they make a deal about, That's oh, now we're going to go get the, the real, not the real killer, but like the ritualistic killer. But Shepard's going to stay here in case the monster comes back. Yes. Yes. That's okay. what it is. Which I love. I, I want to talk real quick about two things. One, Mime Cop. We have not touched on him enough. <laughs> two, I want to talk about Jimmy's plan um, that he proposes, which is just a big net. You know, it's, Wait, he does? Yeah. He says, yeah. Throw, he says get yeah, some helicopters and throw a big old for net. Capturing, yeah, he just, wants to, he just wants to throw a net on Quetzalcoatl. And I think that's just tremendous. You know what? <laughs> Given our like observations of Jimmy's extreme good fortune, it totally would have worked. It absolutely would have worked. That's exactly what they should have done. I mean, honestly, what's more realistic? Like a winged serpent god dying from lots and lots of small arms fire or being tangled up in a net. I like I want to talk like, about the small arms fire because I love that the movie has no sense of like it's like the dragon has hit points, but the hit points don't scale linearly. <laughs> no, it just gets hit enough that yeah. it dies. It's like it's like the first like twenty five shots didn't do any damage, but the the second twenty five shots do some damage, and then the last shot did a lot of damage. But it's and like, like they clearly like there's clearly shots where they go back and forth from a like totally fine. Cue oh yeah to a totally bloody cue like in a yes. non-linear fashion well, and it the, never builds they only had one either, like they're gonna destroy it one time then what right, you get is what you like, get that's true that, but like <laughs> there's several shots where you clearly see Q bloody and then suddenly he's fine and then suddenly he's back well yeah because the, the like <laughs> clay model was not made in collaboration with the like practical big hand hand models <laughs> well that's, that's very apparent <laughs> why why would it be uh, i have i have a comment i'd like to read that i wrote when this was happening in the movie it says the monster itself would draw comparisons to a muppet but muppets have competent model and puppet work <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong you're not uh wrong. This is one of those where I, I feel like the, the poster for this movie is just spectacular. The poster's really cool. <laughs> it's very like Another thing that I truly... Like, yeah, a, it totally is. It's, yeah, like a character book art. Yeah, it's an, just another layer to the joy that I had knowing that each of you were individually on your own, completely alone, to watch <laughs> the movie cue The Winged Serpent, which is... Un unquestionably the worst viewing option. Oh, I, yeah, I got about 45 minutes in and I said, you know, this movie really doesn't need another 45 minutes. No. And then yeah, about an hour right about in, when you I texted said, us, I believe. Oh, no, no, no. I texted you in an hour. <laughs> so he was, he was more desperate by which, then. Which doesn't, it doesn't sound like a lot of difference, but it really is no, in that kind of movie. 15 minutes too many. I want to I want to talk about this this like runtime of the movie because I noticed I wrote the same note like three or four times that the movie 
it sa- it seems like the script itself was paced too slow. Like they wrote a movie that not enough interesting things happen in it. And they thought they could sure. fix it by like slashing it to the bone in editing. <laughs> No, no, no. They they fixed it by just having Jimmy just ramble for twenty. Like, no, no. You're right. They yeah. did slash the script to make room for Jimmy. Just <laughs> right. Absolutely, <laughs> just bullshitting his way through this this scenario. But but the result. They cut all the good parts. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The result is this movie that like never breathes. Never feels like it has a second to like. Oh, the pacing is garbage. It, the movie never takes a breath. You never have any sense of like landing anywhere in terms of the plot. But then somehow it also feels slow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think I want to I, I want to compare real quick and link it. I don't know if you've seen it yet, so I won't go into any details. But uh, I want to compare it to John Wick Four, <laughs> which is a fully three-hour yeah. movie, and it feels like it's ninety minutes. Yeah, and this is like a ninety-minute movie that feels like it's a solid four and a half hours. <laughs> or you could—I mean—you could compare it to Die Hard. Die Hard's like a little totally. over two hours. It feels like a breeze to watch through it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but this movie, like the movie, I just am, was so astounded by like this movie is cut so tight. They like they slash this movie down so much. How how can it possibly still feel boring and slow? There's no excuse. I mean, there's 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 <laughs> nothing. I, I I have nothing. There is nothing. Um, yeah, no, no. There's no. I excuse. do. I want to just comment that I also made my wife watch this movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and she had four exactly four thoughts. I'd like to hear all of them in uh, rapid sequence. I would love to do that. Uh, number one, interesting practical effects. Number two, lots of perverts. Number three, very loud footsteps. Number four, racist. And then four question marks. Racist. Question. I'm trying to remember the racist part thoughts? of that movie. The, okay, so here's what, and this is the, this is what I wanted you guys to weigh in on because I don't think it's the I don't, I I, do, I would not be shocked to find out there's some racist parts of this movie. I don't think this is the racist part of the movie. So her her thought on what was the racist part was when Jimmy Quinn is about to give up his information about where the 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 monster is and then the 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 black cop walks in and then he stops giving information which I think is a personal beef and not a race thing. Okay, that's true. Well, and the reason we know that that's not the racist part is because Jimmy says the N-word at one point in the movie. Does Jimmy say I he does. when? He does. I don't remember where. I just remember hearing it. Yeah, I have. N- How is that I have no not clue when the it happened. only thing I remember? But from I remember this movie. he did say it, and it made me think like all like everything like slapped me in the face at the same time. Like, what? 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 What's like? Why? Why did you just? You're, you're like, is he? Is he a racist? Does that make him not a racist? I'm so confused. My brain like had to do like a time machine travel warp to like the 70s of like, is this? Did people just say it? Like, who? Are we, is he, is this a cultural thing? Like, is like, the movie trying to tell me that he's terrible? Like, or is he, or is the writer just terrible? Like, well, yes. But like, right. is the writer racist? <laughs> That's a question. Yeah, I think it can be both of those things. <laughs> it could be both at the same time. No, I don't think it is because there's, doesn't, isn't that the cop who like initially brings him in? 
It is, yeah. And, and that, that, like, that was kind of slapping him around. My thinking, too. Yeah. Yeah, okay. he's a real dick to him the whole time. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I'm glad that we settled that. Cool. that that's, glad, that's glad we're good all on news. the same page. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry I made you do this. <laughs> yeah, we thanks. forgive you. I want to. Um, maybe we should talk about what we're going to to force each other to watch next. Mm. Yeah. So who's who is next on the line? Um, does either of you have one any movie that you like? You have I top think of mind ready to go. Would I kind of want to make everybody, including myself, rewatch Real Steel? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. You know, thank you for listening to Twinkie Talk brought to you by the Evening Brothers. Uh, I am Brother Lincoln. I'm Brother John. I'm Brother Preston. And we'll see you next week with Real Steel. Lincoln attacks your past. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye.